Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in to this conversation where every time we have one of these episodes, we have a conversation. We talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of Generation Z. Uh, and uh, we talk about how to make a difference for Jesus. And as many of us often want to make a difference for Christ in our lives, but we just don't know how. And we're wondering, how do we get started with that? What does that look like? And uh, I am uh, so excited for this conversation. We are getting close to the end of 2022. I can't believe it. We are going up on uh, finishing now. Uh, This podcast started in 2021. And And for those of you that have been involved and listened to this podcast from the very beginning, thank you. Your support means so much. Uh, For those of you who this is maybe uh, you've gotten on board more recently, no matter where you've been on this journey with us, we're so glad that you're tuning in to this week's episode. Maybe this is your first time tuning in, and and I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode and uh, and uh, where we where we come together and talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus. So. Now, I have an amazing guest with me today. We have uh, guests usually uh, for almost every episode of Gen Z Today. Sometimes I'll do a solo episode. Usually I try to have a guest. And uh, we are coming to you from Chicago, from the How to Life HQ office conference room area, which is awesome. And I have wanted to have this friend of mine on the podcast now for a little bit over a year now. I met him in summer 2021 at the How to Life Minnesota Leadership Retreat that a lot of people heard about. And and uh, he is amazing. You may know him from TikTok. You may know him from social media. And he has an amazing heart for the Lord and uh, just always has a ama- such a gift with the content that he creates and is always an encouragement when I see his stuff come up. And without further ado, welcome JD Caballero. How are you doing today? Yo, Jordan, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me uh, in the podcast. As you mentioned, we we have known each other for a while. And honestly, it's an honor, privilege to be here. Stoked. I'm so glad to have you here, JD. It's, uh, uh, it is an honor to have you on here. And uh, I've had a lot of our mutual friends on here. And uh, and I've had you on the shortlist for a while. I'm like, we got to get JD on this podcast. But you live in... Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida which is not exactly next door to Chicago. So I don't get down there too much. I, I've only been to Miami like, I think I've only been actually once like out into the town and all that. So like I, I need to get down there more. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping to be visiting early in 2023 uh, as we're hoping to get how to life Miami. Yes, sir. It's yes. happening. All it's right. Yes. Floridians, Miamians. Uh, anybody that can get to Miami, like this is your time. We don't know when it's going to be yet, but we're praying and we're excited and believing that the Lord's going to work uh, through a uh, spring How to Life Miami event sometime in 
And uh, so JD's in Chicago this weekend. We're doing some filming work for How to Life along with some of our other friends. And and but yeah, we met last summer in uh, in Minnesota. And uh, what do you remember about that How to Life leadership retreat? What were you expecting, and what did it turn out to be? I'll be very real. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. It was sort of of I got this invitation. I will kind of just jump on a plane and see what happens. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was yeah. going to be cool. Good, good. I'm glad you had faith that it was going to be cool. And uh, it was your friend Elijah who was like, oh, JD, he'd be good. And and so I'm like, okay, cool. We'll invite JD to this. And then you uh, came up to, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, Minnesota and joined us there. And, and that was fun. And uh, we had a good time. And uh, and, uh, and yeah, I know we've hung out a few times since then. And most recently at another How to Life retreat now, we did one in Connecticut. And how did you like that Connecticut How to Life retreat? Honestly, after all the experiences, so I went to like, right, the Minnesota one, I didn't know what to expect. But then on the Connecticut, I'm like, I know what's going to happen because Minnesota yes. was incredible. You know, yes, it was a good time with people, but it was also getting to know the heart of mm. How to Life. And since then I fell in love with it. I love it. I strongly believe in the mission. And Connecticut was also, once again, a success. Uh, we had community, yes, but it was also a good moment to, like, you know, get ready, uh, get, you know, fired up. And not just hyped up, but fired up to go back to where we live mm -hmm. and just, you know, realize, yo, Gen Z needs Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And go after it. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we go to Christian conferences and the action steps are vague they, they know that, yeah, there's a need for like action steps, but like, if we're going to do a retreat or a conference, we're like, like, no, we're going to like talk about, we got to go home and do this. We're going to pray over it and we're going to talk specifics. And we're just like, we want to make sure you go home with a plan as best as we can. And, and, and a mission and a heart rather than just, oh, figure it out. <laughs> and, and I think often it's like, oh, just figure it out. We're like, no, we want to talk about practical ways because I think we need to have those conversations. And often we do that on this podcast and it, in anything in the in this sort of world but uh but yeah well this is awesome jd i'm uh excited for people to hear from you and and uh where are you from originally by the way so i was born in actually a very kind of little town in argentina called mercedes corrientes wow wow uh, so jd este argentina si señor and you are also part Brazilian, though. Yes. Which makes this World Cup, which as of this recording is happening, still really complicated for you. Absolutely. It's, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. You know, I want Argentina, Brazil to win and to lose at the same time. Exactly. So it's a, it's a challenging thing. And so the World Cup, for those of you that are Americans and uh, like me, uh, and again, I, I was one of these people, you'd be like, what is this exactly? But uh, around the world, uh, what we call soccer, they call football or football or football or whatever your language is. It's some variation of football, usually uh, not to be confused with American football, where we throw it with our hand and all that. And international people make fun of Americans at nauseum for like, it's not real football, this is football. And it's like, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. As of this recording as well, the U.S. is still in it. <laughs> Tomorrow is the next game. And we, if the U.S. loses, then 
um, this was my last moment to say the U.S. is still in it. So now I will take the moment and uh, let's go Polisic and all these players I'm now learning about. And and but but anyways, there's around the world. This is like the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls. It only happens every four years. And I feel like it's a bigger deal in some cases than the Olympics probably is to a lot of people. Like this is like this is their thing. They're excited. They're going all in. And and uh, but Argentina and Brazil are like two of the biggest rivals, maybe the biggest rivals in this World Cup. Yeah, not you. Basically, me. Yeah, <laughs> you. You're you're it's, fighting yourself. Like no, <laughs> I'm fighting myself, and my family's fighting each other. <laughs> oh my goodness! My dad is Argentinian, and my mom is Brazilian. So mm. it's like I will respect your team, but I want your team to lose. And you know, you gotta. There's love at the end of the day, but it's a tough season for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like mom's team, dad's team, but but again, it's you. You are part Argentine. You're part Brazilian. It's like we're gonna see what happens. And yeah. Hopefully, one of them wins for you. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I for. want USA to win because USA hasn't won ever in this. Listen, we haven't won in a long time. Messi needs a workup. Yes, you know that 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 might be nice. And there's a lot of storylines going on. Like maybe it could be Japan that wins or Korea. Or I really teams. don't want the underdogs to win this time. <laughs> they have more years to come. <laughs> JD's like they'll figure it out. Messi needs it now. So well, that's awesome. So, anyways, enough with the sports talk. Sometimes we talk about sports on here, and our rule is keep it under two minutes if we're talking about sports. Ideally, under one minute. Uh, but uh, for those of you international. Outside of the U.S. people, uh, we want to make sure we're talking about the international stuff. But so, Americans, hopefully you didn't tune out. We're back to the main programming now. Uh, J.D., can you share with us a little bit? I always ask my guests on the podcast just to talk about uh, the difference that Jesus has made in their life. So uh, just what's kind of your like in just a couple minutes or less, what is kind of some of your own testimony, your story about how Christ has changed your life. Yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I was born in this uh, little town. Um, back in the day, I mean, it's still pretty small, but back in the day, uh, there was around 30,000 people. So it was a very small town, you know, horses, no technology, movie theaters, no nothing. So I was, you know, pretty much from those areas. I was born in a Christian household. My parents always, you know, told me about Jesus but they've made it very clear that they had a relationship with Jesus, but I didn't. You know, like you can go to church on Sundays. We're going to take you. We're going to teach you. But ultimately, it's just you and God. You know, I remember my mom and dad sitting me in a table and saying like, hey, you know, we just want you to know that because we want you to t- tell you the truth. And I was like, hey, great. I, I, this sounds great. I received Jesus, you know, in my heart, like at nine years old, then got baptized around like 14 15. Um, but then I moved to the big city. So I would say that always my relationship with God was, it was good, but I never experienced like any hardship or anything because I was, I fell in a bubble and I didn't know it until I moved to the big city and I started seeing things, hearing things, seeing people telling me things that, you know, not the best people, not the best influence. And I started to just follow them and doing what they do with a very innocent you know I was very innocent I would say and one day in school I just get introduced to this thing um called you know pornography and I'm like what is this and all the kids I remember all the kids in school talking about it like it was this cool thing 
you know, get in the group, like, this is so cool. I didn't know what it, what it was. And basically that's when kind of lust started happening. And I didn't, I wasn't even aware. Um, so I started struggling with lust for, you know, a couple of years and not knowing until I think it was a year um, before, like the year kind of ended. It's like I got into my Bible, really, you know, as a teenager and reading the word, God started revealing and the sin in my life. And that's when, you know, I kind of realized, oh my gosh, I've been living in sin. Hmm. I've been struggling with this. Now, now I know why. I, I remember the thought like it was yesterday. This was the thought. Um, if I cannot do this in public and all these kids are talking about this in private. And I remember them saying, yeah, your parents can't see. No one can see this. Um, you know, just us. It's the boys thing. I'm like, why are they not doing it in public? This must be bad. And until, you know, I got actually exposed <laughs> to the word of God and started reading it, God revealed that, you know, to me, I, I understood it. I realized this is bad. This has been hurting me. It hurt the way I, I, I saw people. Uh, it hurt the way I, you know, all my feelings and thoughts were just a mess. And that was a work that Jesus did in my life because little by little I started uh, from that my relationship with God became a little bit, you know, based on me trying to show effort so God would love me back and accept me. So it became a little legalistic. And then I kind of realized the whole thing and the root of the problem. Mm. So it was, it was a mess, honestly. That, my life real quick after moving to the big city became a mess. But I say that honestly, it could have been worse. You know, I could have got introduced to <laughs> drugs and many other things, but I remember every single, you know, even though through the things I went through, I, I remember Jesus kind of like saving me from those little things at mm. the same time and just, you know, into falling in a deeper pit. So uh, I remember just one day, once again, reading the Bible, realizing God, crying out like, God, I, I want to stop this. I don't know how to stop this. This is crazy. My mind is a mess. My thoughts are a mess. I know that this is my heart. Uh, it's a mess. I don't want a relationship to be like this. I want out. Like, how do I do this? And I, in my mind, I felt trapped and I told God, and it wasn't until I got real with God and saying, God, I can't do this. And basically, literally just clicked in my mind that I was already free. Mm because of what Jesus did on the cross, that I was not mm. trapped. Matter of fact, Jesus already paid the price. He died for me and mm. he set me free, that I was dead to the world. I was dead to sin and alive to God. So that that's pretty much a very uh, quick summary of what happened and it just clicked on my mind. I realized I'm free. Wow, wow. Well, praise God for your story, JD. That's amazing to uh, hear about how God saved you and, uh, and how he has worked in your life. And, and I know for, for each and every one of us, our, we, we all have a story, no matter where we're at. And uh, uh, it's so important to look at those kind of those more moments and to celebrate how Jesus has changed our lives because he is our hope. And uh, uh, because exactly what you said is so right, because of what Christ did on the cross for us, we have hope and, uh, and he is good and he is so, so faithful. And uh, so that's encouraging, JD. And I hope for each of you listening, you're encouraged by JD's story. 
And uh, that sort of leads also into kind of our broader theme uh, for uh, today on the podcast. And we are talking about uh, a kind of a specific book of the Bible and a person uh, that you are going to kind of be sharing about here in a second. I know you said you uh, lately have really been going through the Psalms and learning about the life of David and kind of just David's relationship with God. And as we know, uh, David is known as a, the ma- a man who was after God's own heart. Yep. And, uh, and that's pretty special. And uh, I think we have a lot to learn from this man whose heart was after God's heart. And because we, as followers of Christ, as followers of God, also should want to have a heart after God's heart. So the theme for this week's episode is seeking God's heart. And JD, could you just jump into this with us, share us some of the scripture and some of your thoughts on this topic? Yes, absolutely. So uh, everything started, you know, just kind of, as you said, uh, just looking at David's life and, you know, why, why people love the Psalms, why the Psalms are so long, you know, what is going on with the Psalms, why it feels like a roller coaster, why is David, you know, you know, so admired by people, right? Like, oh, yeah, I wish I had a relationship like David and, you know, for my heart to be like this. And, you know, even though David did some pretty messed up things, <laughs> right? So it's kind of weird. Um, And it all started with this verse. I would say it's Psalms 139, right? And then Psalms 19, 14. And he says, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That is Psalms 19, 14. And what I love about that, and I low-key think this is kind of connected with Psalms 139. Um, to understand a little bit more of this chapter 19, the whole chapter, David is just being mind blown by God, how good God is, how he even mentions it, how his law is perfect. It's refreshing to the soul. So, right? So the word of God is refreshing to the soul. He says the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. So, David is just explaining and being mind blown at how God is perfect, how everything God says is true. So God is saying, so David is saying, dude, I want this. Like God is so good. God is so perfect. And every time I do what he says, my soul feels refreshed. So God, I realize that my thoughts, my feelings, my actions are not good, you know, I'm not chasing the right things, so I need you, right? I need you. And he finishes that chapter saying, may these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, That's kind of the verse that started everything. Wow, wow. Well, that's so good, JD. I think to, to think about how David just... I mean, his heart, his heart posture here was all about the Lord and it was all about seeking after him and, and, uh, and wanting his whole life to be in line with God's will, with God's heart. And, uh, and, uh, and he really, I think at least originally initially in his life did, uh, seek after God's heart. And, and there's many examples where you can see that he was living a life that was all focused on the Lord and uh, making a big deal of 
of who God was in his life and, and always relying on him. And, uh, obviously he messed up and, and he had sin with the Bathsheba situation and, and so much more. And I know for me, it's so sad when you're reading in like first and second Kings, you just see that as soon as that major, major sin happens in David's life, it kind of, it became a bit of a spiral after that, the rest of, uh, second Samuel is not really fun to read because it's just sad. It's like, oh, then his son started fighting and then all this started. And, but, but even then, after all that, David still had, was a man after God's heart. He was repentant and he repented of the sin in his life. And even then he still was able to really seek after the Lord and God forgave him and it worked through him, uh, which was amazing. And I think for us to know that even when we fall short, God wants to uh, still loves us, no matter how deep in the pit we get. God mm-hmm. loves us deeply. He wants us uh, as we are. He doesn't want us to stay where we are. He doesn't mm-hmm. want us to uh, have sin in our life. Uh, he is holy and wants us to uh, pursue holiness and righteousness in our life. And uh, but it's it's encouraging and uh, and yeah, love to know more of your thoughts, JD. On yeah, so dude, spot on on what you were saying, like David messed up he did some like crazy things i mean he has become a meme all over tiktok probably we still talking <laughs> about him for david but you know we encounter that then we see david never kind of repeated that stuff after he truly you know repented because he was chasing after god and something that you know i kind of see is that god wants to be discovered he waits to be wanted god is not hiding from you if you're listening to this god is not hiding from you god is always just willing to show himself and being wanted he wants to be wanted he wants people to be seeking and if we seek we will find and if we put away all the efforts to try to impress god and like god i'm gonna do this so i can be impressive but it's just kind of like david just going and saying god I need you. Like, when I see David's heart in Psalms 19, it's kind of crazy to me because when he says, like, God, may the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight, the meditation of my heart, this word meditation, I think we can use it, you know, as, you know, when you're listening to a song that you like so much and you just put it, maybe a worship song or a a Christian hip-hop, whatever you're listening to, and you just, like, play over and over and over again, is that's kind of stuck in your heart, right? I say we could say the same about meditation. Matter of fact, what's what's kind of interesting about that Psalms is that the word meditation there um, in the Hebrew is actually the word um, plotting or whispering. So in other words, what David was saying on Psalms 19, 14, is saying, God made the plotting of my heart be pleasing to you. So David was so concerned that if God is so perfect, if his words are true, if everything he says, it's so good to me and my soul and is refreshing, then God, I want that all my thoughts, all my feelings, all my desires, all my plannings, all my plottings, may you look at all the desires of my heart, may you zoom into the depths of my desires and may they make you smile. Make you approve of them. Not because that, not because you're going to love me more because of that. David fully understood that God loves me and that's it. 
there's nothing I could do for God to love me more. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we, Jordan, JD, or you that are listening, that you can do for God to love you more. Mm. But if we realize that and then we love God, then the desire in our heart would just start kind of flowing of, okay, then mm. because I love God, I want my feelings, I want my thoughts, I want the posture of my heart to make God smile. Mm. I want to look mm. for that. Wow, wow. Well, JD, this is so powerful to really lean into this theme of uh, seeking God's heart and knowing exactly what you said. There's nothing we can do for God to love us more. God loves us for because he loves us. His love is infinite. And, uh, and, and that's so encouraging to know that no matter how far we run away, and uh, so much of Psalms, I mean, there's so much descriptive imagery and like, there's a reason why 3000 years after these were written, they are still read all the time. They are all over the world in every country by people everywhere. And, uh, and we sing them in songs and uh, in worship songs and in so much more. And uh, it's exciting. It's amazing. And it's encouraging how God loves us and, uh, and, and has this heart for us. So, um, JD, as we're kind of getting toward the end of this episode, I'd love for you to kind of just share some of your final concluding thoughts yeah. on this theme, seeking God's heart. And maybe also a little bit, if, if someone listening is like, how can I seek God's heart? What advice do you have? Okay. So if I could like summarize everything is, you know, if you're following after God, know that he is ready to meet you. You know, he's not hiding. He's not make. He's not going to make it harder for you to find him. And, you know, if you're saying like, okay, how can I, how can I seek more of God? And probably you're going to hear the, the, the words, you know, you need to pray, read the Bible and worship God. And yes, that is true. But I think it's more about uh, the heart of how you do those things, not to do those things because you have to. Yes, to do those things because we get to do those things, but it's more of a falling in love with God every day, to falling in love with God, to falling in love with His Word, and realizing praying is just talking to God. And dude, you could carry a conversation with God throughout your day and just realizing how close He is to you constantly. He is not far away. He is close. And that's, I believe, the first step to kind of seeking God, the realizing he's closer than we could ever know. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good, JD, to know that God is there for us. He is right there. He's with us all the time. He's just waiting for us to turn to him and say, God, here I am. And, uh, and, and he's there for us. It's so, so encouraging to know this and to, uh, to, uh, to be grounded in that hope. And, uh, but yeah, well, JD, I think we are about out of time. So I want to ask you, could you pray just to kind of close out this episode and this, and maybe specifically pray for the young person who's listening that they would be able to seek God's heart better in their life? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Father God, thank you so much for this moment. Thank you, God, because we know that we can approach you now in prayer. And if we have been slacking, God, forgive us. 
for a lack of desire. God, right now we pray for more of you. We want to truly seek you. We want to want you more, God. We want to be made more thirsty of thirst from you, God. We just want you more. And God, if anyone here is listening and feels that you're so far away that they have either just run from your presence to know that you always welcome them with, you know, arms wide open. And God, just help us to see you every day and to every day hear your word, hear that and, and realize that you're with us, God. And that we can every time seek you in a secret place and we will find you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, JD, this has been amazing having you on Gen Z today. And uh, before we finish, if someone wants to find you on social media and they don't already, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because this guy's <laughs> awesome. And uh, I've enjoyed uh, following JD and everything that he's got up there. Uh, he's just an awesome guy. And I hope you can get to know him uh, at least through social media. And if you ever meet him in real life, he's awesome. So you'll enjoy meeting <laughs> Mr. JD. Uh, and, uh, uh, but how can someone find you on uh, social media? So on Instagram, I go by Hey JD here, kind of like Hey when hey, you say Hey JD. JD here. Yep. On on TikTok the same way, but also I, I have another teaching account recently created that one, posting more on there. It's called JD Combos, like conversations, combos. JD Convos. Yep. That's where the conversation's at. And then Hey JD here is where you post the funny stuff. Yep. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm a believer in having two separate TikTok accounts. One for like, if you need to post like a mainstream thing for the masses, which is good because then you can like use that as a big wide net to try to reach people for Christ and to try yes. to have a broader audience and then funnel them into your Christian page. That's where you get to the meat and bones following Christ. Absolutely. Not a bad idea. Or you can just have one. Everyone gets to pick their social media strategy, but that's been my strategy and keep it confusing. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. That's awesome. Well, JD, this has been great. Like I said, guys, make sure to follow him on social media. You will enjoy keeping up with JD. And thank you to each of you for tuning in. Like I said, uh, we have episodes on here as often as we can. Uh, We uh, uh, apologize for not having an episode for the month of November. Uh, It has been a bit of a busy month. And with Thanksgiving and everything, we're just like, you know, let's take November off for now. And uh, But I'm glad that we've been able to get this December episode out here. Uh, We have more episodes coming very soon. So just stay tuned on podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts on Apple or Spotify, wherever. Stay tuned. Be ready. More episodes are coming soon with more amazing guests. Uh, If you haven't heard the other episodes, as we're kind of at the end of year here, this is an awesome time to go listen to the other episodes. We have amazing episodes. And uh, until you've listened to all 70 whatever episodes, you've got homework to do. Catch up. We've got good ones. They're all good. Those are all amazing episodes from over the years. Uh, well, yeah, over almost about two years now, which is so cool to think about. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you don't follow the page at Gen Z Today Podcast is the uh, Instagram page that we have. Feel free to check that out. Follow us on there. Uh, I'm just at Jordan Whitmer. Would love to hear from you on social media. Also at How to Life Movement 
uh, is if you want to get involved with the How to Life movement, we are planning completely Gen Z-led ministry events, uh, evangelism nights around the nation in the U.S. in like over 20 states and then in different provinces in Canada, other parts of North America, Latin America, Europe, South Africa, and and now looking like Singapore out in Asia as well. This is a really exciting time uh, for this How to Life ministry with young people now all over the world who are wanting to reach their community. So if you want to get involved and do something in your community or join up with one of these existing teams, we'd love to hear from you uh, as we need to reach our generation however we can. The good news is so urgent to be able to get the good news to our peers and to our generation. Uh, so reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to talk with you. And uh, thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement, with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. Gen Z Today.